Have you ever been the first at something? Not a race or an event, but something that really mattered. What type of doors and opportunities could you create for those who follow? What type of path could you lay? It's the story of a woman from Wicklow which answers these questions for us. This is her story. In 1893, in the county of Wicklow, a child was born. Her name was Avril Deverell. Avril's father, William, was a solicitor practicing in Greystones. Her mother was the daughter of a very successful solicitor in London. With her wealthy upbringing, Avril enjoyed the finer things in life. Her home was well kept, clothes were always clean and proper, and her manners were trained into her. The access to the best of the best extended to Avril's schooling too. She was homeschooled by a governess who trained her in how to be a proper lady as well as teaching her languages, mathematics and sciences. Avril displayed great signs of intelligence from an early age and worked hard at her lessons. So much so that she reached a point where her governess could teach her no more and Avril went to the French school in Bray in order to further her education. During the days Avril worked hard in school, in the evenings she worked hard at her studies and at the weekends she actively socialised with the growing Irish aristocracy as her father's job allowed her access to the world behind high walls and gowns. As Avril attended school, a momentous decision was made by Trinity College Dublin. In 1904, as the old boys of the college declared that no woman would attend the college over their bodies, the movement of the people burst the doors open and for the first time women crossed into the halls of opportunity and privilege. Upon witnessing this movement and the power women were taking from the old boys club, Avril was determined to attend the college herself. In 1911 she did just that as she went there to study law. Whilst in Trinity, Avril joined the Trinity St John's Ambulance where she practiced first aid and provided help to all she could. It was during her first year at Trinity that it was decided for Avril that she should be a proper lady and to be presented at court in front of the fancy boys of Dublin. In the halls of Dublin Castle, where Ireland was ruled from, Avril was presented. She wore the regulation white dress, followed by a silver train, tulipettes, gloves and plumes. To say she was stunning would have been an understatement. At the time, Avril may have thanked you for that comment. In later life, it may have caused her to ask upon what authority that could be said.
Avril entered the halls linked with the arm of her mother, who was resplendent in blue charmeuse, aquamarines and Brussels rosepoint lace. Together they walked the stairs at Dublin Castle into the throne room and St. Patrick's Hall behind the trail of women also hoping to impress. In St. Patrick's Hall she was presented to the guests of honour. King George V and Queen Mary. Nobody at the event that night could have known this was the last time an event like this would take place on the Emerald Isle. After the event, Avril went back to focusing on her studies. In 1915, she graduated from Trinity with her law degree. As she was approaching graduation, Europe was engaged in limiting the amount of life on the planet as the boys of the war were turned into piles of bodies. In the evenings, Avril heard the well-informed men of the upper classes of how great the war was going and the deaths were merely an expense towards victory. Horrified by their attitudes towards life, Avril decided it was necessary for her to do her part. She focused on building up enough hours with St. John's Ambulance in order to force her way into the war. Once she had enough hours, she was deemed qualified enough to become an ambulance driver in France. It was here Avril saw the horrors of mankind. She witnessed what one man could do to another in the cause of survival. And as Europe flooded with the blood of youth in the cause of ego protection, Avril acted. She initially annoyed her superiors as she tore 12 inches off her unpractical ladylike skirt in order to be able to move faster so she could help more men take a few steps back from the glowing lights. Working with the French Red Cross, Avril raced across the battlefields as Christ was rolling dice to decide who lived and who died. Brave, fearless and committed, Avril never shied from helping. During the war, Avril served in France and Flanders. And while she witnessed firsthand the devastation of war, she did not allow it to affect her, as to do so may have paralysed her from acting when others needed her most. It was when Avril returned home that the war really hit her. When she arrived back, the majority of the young men she met in Dublin Castle as she was presented to the King and Queen were now lying in nameless graves on the battlefields of Europe. Many lay in multiple locations as they no longer remained in one piece. As Avril settled back into Ireland, she began looking for the next step in her career. She had witnessed what power can do to those considered pawns and she wanted to be in some form of a position to stop it, or at least to try. 
Ireland itself at the time was in a state of change. The Easter Rising had left Dublin in rubble, the leaders of the revolution were dead, the Black and Tans and the RIC were monitoring every breath the Irish took, and Tom Barry and Dan Breen were looking the crown in the eye while declaring no more. In 1919, Avril learned of an act that was soon to be introduced in Ireland. It was the Sex Disqualification Removal Act. Part of this act read, A woman shall be entitled to be admitted and enrolled as a solicitor after serving under articles for three years only, if either, she has taken such a university degree as would have so entitled her had she been a man, or, if she has been admitted to and passed the final examination, and kept, under the conditions required of women by the university, the period of residence for a man to obtain a degree at any university, which did not at the time the examination was passed, admit women to degrees. Up until this point, the role of a solicitor was locked away from women. It was this part of the act that thrilled Avril. She quickly opted to train as a barrister and entered the King's Inns Legal School in Dublin. Avril trained hard to become a barrister at King's Inns. She followed the old rules and strange traditions set by the old boys. In November 1921, it all paid off as she was called to the bar in Dublin. It is important to note that as Avril was called to the bar, so too was Belfast woman Frances Kyle, a story for another day. The two were the first two women to be called to the bar in either Britain or Ireland, which at the time were both part of the United Kingdom. Joining the closed male confines of the Law Library at the Four Courts in January 1922, Avril was the first woman to do so. She then became the first woman to practice as a barrister on either island. It took just 18 months for the next woman to follow in Avril's footsteps. Avril was the first female barrister to appear in the Supreme Court of Ireland and the Court of Criminal Appeal in Ireland. She also became the first Irish female barrister to appear before the Privy Council in London. Four months after taking up her historic and momentous role, anti-treaty forces stormed the forecourts. In an attack against them by the Free State Army, the four courts were bombarded and the records within set on fire during the fighting. For days Avril watched on as 800 years of Irish history blew away in black smoky clouds across Dublin. The destruction meant that little was left of law library books, lawyers robes, wigs and personal belongings and the need arose to find an alternative home. They eventually ended up in Dublin Castle in a makeshift law library constructed in St. Patrick's Hall where Avril had debuted many years before.
Haverhill became the first secretary of the Dublin University Women Graduates Association. As well as her achievements in education and career, Avril also went on to become a very accomplished golfer. Due to its gender-neutral rules, Avril golfed with the Bear Golf Society and won many titles and records, much to the annoyance of her male counterparts. In 1927, in order to stop her from competing with them, they passed a rule at an AGM banning women from playing with them. As the motion was passing, Avril won a further title ensuring that her name remained on their record books. This rule remained in place until 1975. Avril maintained a successful career as a barrister for the next four decades, retiring in 1969 as mother of the bar, commanding respect and affection in equal measure from her colleagues. In her later life, Avril was a great lover of dogs. She set up kennels and became a leading breeder and trainer of Cairn Terriers. In 1979, Avril's life came to an end and she is today buried in Redford Cemetery in Wicklow. Following in Avril's footsteps, today currently 37% of the bar are female, although women only account for 17% of all senior council. Women constituted 44% of all new entrants to the profession in 2021. The music for this episode was written, performed and produced by myself, Ryan O'Halloran. The story was researched and scripted by Oren. If you want to help to support this podcast, you can buy us a coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash we the Irish and leave us a review on your podcast app. Ryan is Anam Dunn, Gurav Makut, Slán Anish.